Welcome to the Texas Mortgage Boss Podcast, where we discuss all things mortgage-related, personal finance advice, and Texas real estate talk. We'll also interview special guests that will provide advice that will surely help you on your real estate and financial journey. If you have a mortgage question, we have a mortgage answer. Now here's your host, James J. What's up, guys? It's James J, the Texas Mortgage Boss, and I'm back. We are in week two of our four-week first-time homebuyer series, and we are walking homebuyers, first-time homebuyers particularly, specifically, what they need to know as they embark on home ownership. So today we are going to talk about probably the most important aspect or one of the most important aspects, if not the most important aspect of getting a home. And that is what closing costs are involved. Let's talk about it. All right, guys. So this is one of the most important things when it comes to owning a home. How much are your closing costs? Now, this is a tricky one because there is no one percentage, one number that I can give you. Okay, that's just not possible. But we're gonna get as close as we can to at least understanding some of the fees that are involved when you're purchasing a home. Uh, the other thing about closing costs is some of that can be negotiated with the seller. Now, we are in a very, very seller-driven market right now. So asking for closing costs from a seller, eh, probably not the best thing to do right now. Okay, but depends on the situation. So again, we are in uh, week two of our eight uh, eight video series for first-time home buyers. Um, week one, we talked about how much down payment do you need. We also discussed what credit score you need as well. So if you haven't watched those videos, go back and watch them because it's important information. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about, well, actually, we've already uh, done one video this week. Earlier, we talked about can you get a gift for closing costs. Uh, today, we're going to talk about what closing costs are actually involved in purchasing a home. Now, again, this is a tricky subject uh, because there are people that like to just give a blanket 6%. Okay, I hear that all the time. Not true. Just not true. You can't just throw a blanket statement out there for closing costs because much like credit scores, there is no situation that exactly that is exactly the same. So to say 6% of the sale price, and I hear it all the time, it's not necessarily the case for everybody, okay? Because there are situations where the seller will be paying some closing costs. So when you just say 6%, that's just a blanket number and it's just not a, uh, to me, it's just not a very accurate number. Uh, but you can kind of figure somewhere between probably three to five percent um depending on what you can negotiate with the seller and again it's a very different market right now so you may not be asking the seller for anything in the market that we're in right now because it's such a seller's market and sellers have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to get a new contract so if you're in competition to get a home you've got buyer a buyer b buyer c Buyer A makes an offer, don't, doesn't ask for any closing costs. And I mean none. That means home warranty. That means uh, title policy. 
That means no concessions, no nothing. Okay, buyer B asks you to pay title policy. Okay, buyer C asks for title policy, home warranty, and some concessions. Well, concessions mean that's money out of the seller's pocket. Okay, title policy means that's money out of the seller's pocket. Home warranty means that's money out of the seller's pocket. The market we're in right now, very difficult for any seller to do a lot of this stuff. Now, if I'm a buyer, depending on the situation, am I gonna ask the seller? Possibly, yeah. If I'm in a competitive situation and it's a house that I really want, am I gonna ask for anything? Maybe not. So with that being said, we're gonna talk about closing costs because you need to be, be prepared as a buyer right now to pay all closing costs, okay? Everything's different, every situation's different. Based on what I'm seeing right now, you just need to be prepared to pay for all the closing costs. So what closing costs are we talking about? Now today I'm gonna to actually share my screen with you guys so you can see some of the closing costs that are involved, okay? Now, let me be very clear. These numbers are changing. They have changed, okay? So start right off the bat with the appraisal fee, okay? Most appraisals right now are higher than $400, okay? For multiple reasons. Uh, I know we're anywhere from uh, the company that I'm with, we were anywhere from about $500 to $600 for an appraisal, okay? Appraisers are bombarded right now. They're busy, and when they get super, super busy, you know what happens? Prices go up. They just do. Supply and demand, just like the market we're in right now. High, high, high demand, low supply, prices go up. Appraisers are no different. So appraisal fees are probably going to be anywhere from more like 500 to 600 in this market, possibly more depending on where your home is, depending on where your home is, because appraisers do charge more if they have to drive further, if it's in the middle of nowhere, depending on the situation, they may charge more. I've got a situation right now where I've got an appraiser charging double just because of where the house is located. It's out in a rural location. Not many appraisers want to go out there. And so they're charging double for it. So uh, right off the bat, the appraisers are probably that uh, they are going to be a little bit higher than what you're seeing here. Uh, so I would probably plan for more like 500 to $600 on an appraisal as of right now in this market. Uh, home inspection. Okay, so home inspection is not necessarily part of closing costs. Actually, it's not part of closing costs, okay? You're gonna pay the home inspection before, before you get to closing. Same with the appraisal fee. Uh, nowadays, we normally have the buyer pay the appraisal fee up front. Uh, that does not get added at closing costs. So these first two are really not part of closing costs. These are things that are gonna be out of pocket. But the home inspection is something that is optional, okay? If you're buying a resale home, to me, a home inspection is not optional. It, it's mandatory. Uh, you need to have an inspector go through that house uh, with a fine tooth, fine tooth comb because there's stuff that they're gonna find that you and maybe your realtor just don't see, okay? They're gonna get on the roof. Uh, nowadays, they've got drones, so maybe they don't get on the roof, but they're going to get into that home and dig in a whole lot more so you know what you're getting into before you actually commit by signing paperwork and purchasing a home, okay? So the first two are really not part of closing costs. However, you need to prepare for it because these are expenses that you need to uh, you need to pay. Now, the next thing is going to be application fees. Um, it's going to vary. Uh, I, I can't really give you a number on, on this, but 
it's gonna vary. Um, assumption fees really nowadays don't really exist because nobody's really doing assumptions anymore. Um, attorney fees, okay, these are also fees that are included in closing costs because the attorneys actually read the documents that you're going to sign and prepare a lot of these documents that you're going to sign at closing. So attorneys don't like to work for free, if you didn't know that, okay? So there's some fees associated with the uh, attorney preparing the documents. Prepaid interest, okay? So what happens when you buy a home, you're going to pay prepaid interest from the day you close on the house to the end of that month, okay? This is, this is part of your closing cost. So if you close on the 10th of the month, and there's 31 days in the month, when you get to closing, you're actually gonna pay interest from the 10th of the month to the 31st. That's part of your closing cost, okay? It's just how mortgages work. When you're selling a home and you sell, when you close on the 10th, um, again, the buyer's gonna end up paying the, the prepaid interest from the day they own it uh, to the day, um, to the end of that month. And, uh, and then that's part of that just, again, that just kind of gets rolled into the closing costs. So origination fee. And so lenders like to call this different things. Okay, origination fee. Um, some people may call it administration fees. Uh, listen, the law, lender's not doing loans for free. Every now and then it may happen depending on the situation, but lenders are in business to make money. Okay, so this is not an unusual uh, fee. It may be called something different but origination fee could be half a percent. It could be a percentage. Uh, I know our company, we don't charge a percent. Okay, we just charge a flat fee. We don't charge a percentage based on loan amount. We don't do that. There are some lenders that still do that. So you gotta be prepared for that. It could be a half a point, could be one, one, 1%, one just depends on the, uh, the lender. So you wanna be aware of the fee that the lender's charging uh, because they're not doing the loan for free. Every now and then, that does happen. Um, but if you didn't know, lenders are a for-profit business, okay? It's not a nonprofit. They, they want to make money. Just like the company you work for also wants to make money. So if you want to negotiate lender fees, like, listen, the company you work for is also for profit. I don't care who you work for. They're making a profit some kind of way to be able to pay your salary, all right? So that's all I'll say about that. Discount points. Okay, so discount points are optional in, in, a lot, in a lot of cases. Now, again, we're in a very different market right now. But a discount point is essentially just a percentage of the loan amount. So what is a discount point? There are people that want to lower their interest rate. So just say we get an interest rate of 3.25. You say, hey, what would it cost me to get an interest rate of 3%? or 2.875 well we looked that up it might cost a point it might cost a point and a half it might cost two points that is just a percentage of the loan amount is what that is so if your loan amount for easy math here your actual loan amount is three hundred thousand dollars and it costs you one point to get an interest rate of three percent it's going to cost you three thousand dollars hopefully that makes sense so a point is nothing more than a percentage. In the mortgage industry, we call it a point. For, for your knowledge, it's just a percentage. That's all it means. So discount points are optional. Sometimes, depending on the situation with credit, the whole credit profile, sometimes there's, there's, uh, there's some higher points depending on your credit score. 
uh, and we may not have a, an interest rate that is what we would call par, uh, all that means is it doesn't cost you anything, okay? We got a lot of mortgage lingo, but par just means it doesn't cost anything. So depending on the situation, there might be a par right, par rate. There may not be. We just, we just, just don't know what, what until we look it up. We don't always know if there's going to be a par rate available or if there's not. The market changes all the time, guys. So um, just be aware, be aware that what a discount point is, it's just a percentage. Uh, sometimes it's optional. Sometimes we don't have an option. Um, next thing here is more mortgage insurance. Okay, so mortgage insurance is typically rolled into the loan. Uh, FHA charges an upfront mortgage insurance premium. They also charge a monthly. Okay, nobody that I've ever known pays the, the upfront mortgage insurance on an FHA loan. VA loan, there's no mortgage insurance at all. USDA, uh, it's usually again rolled into the loan, and then the same with conventional, it's typically rolled into the loan. So mortgage insurance, you're going to pay unless you put down 20% on a conventional loan, you can avoid mortgage insurance or you're a veteran. That's the only way to, to really avoid it. Now, upfront mortgage insurance, which is the one right underneath here, rare situations when we do upfront, uh, sometimes there's, uh, there's a situation where maybe we need to lower the DTI or debt to income ratio. One of the ways to do that is to pull out the monthly mortgage insurance and then have someone pay it up all in, all in, uh, in advance. Um, because if we don't have to add mortgage insurance into the debt to income ratio, well now your debt to income ratio comes down. So there are situations where maybe it makes sense to uh, pay upfront mortgage insurance. Most of the time it gets rolled into the loan. Um, FHA, VA and USDA fees. Okay, so VA, unless you're 10% uh, or more disabled, you are going to pay a funding fee. Again, that gets rolled in. USDA also charges a fee for using USDA, okay? USDA is a no down payment loan, but guess what? They charge a fee, okay? Just like the VA, there's no down payment on the VA, none. But guess what? You're gonna pay a fee. FHA, uh, they also have typically just that upfront mortgage insurance, which I just, just talked about. Uh, that is typically what they, what they charge. And again, the upfront mortgage insurance is not your homeowner's insurance. Let me be clear. It's not homeowner's insurance, okay? Mortgage insurance is there to protect the lender. It is not there to protect you. It's there in the event of a default that mortgage insurance gives some gives some assurance to the lender, okay? That's what the mortgage insurance is for. It is not your homeowner's insurance. You need to have a homeowner's insurance, okay? Uh, which brings me to another part of your closing costs, homeowner's insurance, okay? It gets paid in upfront. Okay, so whether you're escrowing or not doesn't matter. When you close, your homeowner's insurance gets paid a year in advance. Okay, so you close in May, you're going to pay insurance from May 2020 to excuse me, May 2021 to May 2022. In May of 2022, you're going to pay it again from May 2022 to May 2023. It's paid in advance. Uh, in addition to that, if you're escrowing, we are going to take a portion of your escrow. So let me let me break this down real clear because this affects insurance. Excuse me, this affects the escrow account quite a bit, depending on what time of the year you're closing as well. This is another big, 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 uh, big something for you really to be aware of. Depending on when you close, does have an effect on your closing costs. So let me explain this. So. 
when you close, like we're, we're about to hit uh, the middle of the year here in, uh, in a few weeks, okay? So if you close in June and you have an escrow account, so you close in June, the way mortgages work, if you close in June, you're typically not going to have a monthly payment on the mortgage until August 1st, okay? Where I live, taxes come out in October and they're not due until January 31st of the following year. Okay, so what does all this mean? You close in August, um, excuse me, you close in, in June, your first payment is not till August, okay? So that means you're gonna make a payment August, September, October, and then the tax bill comes out, right? Well, to ensure that we have enough money to pay taxes and insurance, when that bill comes out, whether we pay it in November or December, which most lenders probably pay around that time frame, November, December. Again, it's not due till January of the following year. I think most lenders end up paying it in November or, or December. So in order to make sure we have enough in your escrow account to pay the taxes and the insurance, we will collect a little more upfront. Now, keep this in mind. January 1st to the day you close on the house, it's not your house. So you're going to end up getting a credit from the seller for that portion of the taxes because it's not it's not your house. So you're not going to pay taxes on a home you don't own. So January 1st till just say you close June 10th. Okay, from that, that time, you're, it's not your house. So you're going to end up getting a credit but we also will typically take a little bit more, maybe we take three months of taxes and insurance, just to make sure that we don't have to come back to you and say, hey, Mr. Seller, excuse me, Mr. Buyer, we didn't take enough insurance from you. We didn't take enough taxes um, to pay your, you know, your insurance is a little different. Usually the issue comes with taxes, like we didn't take enough taxes. Um, just know if the taxes are short, and it happens a lot on new construction, because new, new construction is a little tricky because uh, we have to estimate taxes on new construction because we don't know the prior year typically when you're if you're if you're buying a new construction in 2021 the house may have been built last year or it may have been built the beginning of this year the the, the point is the taxes were only based on land and now there's a house there so new construction we run into this more so than a resale home that's been you know been been lived in and you know we've had a tax appraiser go out there and, and you know they've already kind of assessed the property. New construction is a little different. So anyway, the closing costs are a little more, I guess a little bit more as you get closer to uh, October timeframe, uh, we run into some some challenges sometimes with, uh, with, with closing costs. We just wanna make sure that we take enough upfront that we don't have to come back to you and say, Hey, we need more money. Okay. All right. Let's keep this moving. Uh, upfront HOA fees. Uh, this is going to vary. If you've got an HOA, this is part of closing costs as well. Uh, sometimes the seller will pay some of it. Sometimes the buyer will, uh, homeowners insurance. We just discussed title search fees, uh, lenders, title insurance, okay. Title policy and owner's title policy. So normal, normally in a, in a, I won't say a buyer's market, but in a more equal market, because right now it's completely unequal, okay? It is very much a seller's market. It's not even close. In a normal market, some, most of the time, the seller will actually pay title policy, okay? Right now, it's just not happening. It's not happening. So 
depending on your situation, depending on how bad you want the home, how many offers you are competing against, and sometimes you don't really know, uh, you may not even want to ask the, the seller to pay title policy right now. It's just, it's just a different market right now. It's a different ball game, and that is something that sellers right now just don't want to pay. Um, home warranty is the other thing. Okay, so if the seller doesn't pay the home warranty, you want to get one. You're gonna have to pay for it. Home warranty is gonna vary again, 400, 500, 600. You can go up from there depending on what you add to it. That is also part of closing costs. So this is a real tricky one because again, there's there's no real one answer uh, on when it comes to closing costs. Uh, it can vary. There's so many factors involved with it. Uh, if the seller's paying title, if they're going to offer any type of concession whatsoever. And sometimes sellers are still doing it. I think it's a whole lot less than it's been in previous years, but sellers are still willing to pay some concessions in certain situations. So keep that in mind. This is one of those real tricky, real tricky ones. And, and we try to prepare people as best we can I don't like the blanket 6% number. I just don't like it. I don't think it's that accurate, but I know people hear it. If you want to get a estimate for closing costs, I'd be glad to put together an estimate for you. If you're looking to purchase a home and you need a mortgage, I'd be happy to, to help you with that. If you just want a little bit more detail, uh, a little bit more accurate for your specific situation, I'd be glad to help you with that. So send me a DM. You got questions, you can reach me uh, Instagram, Facebook, I'm there. Uh, also, make sure you go check out TexasMortgageBoss.com. Um, we'll be back next week. So next week, we are going to be talking about uh, appraisals versus inspections. And we're also going to talk about time frames as far as closing, like how long does it typically take? Because we're having some challenges with appraisals right now, for sure. It's taking much longer. So you got to factor that in if you are uh, in the process of buying a home or you're already under contract keep in mind appraisers are taking a little longer right now so you got to keep that in mind all right i will see you guys next week take care have a good one thank you for listening to the texas mortgage boss podcast be sure to share like and subscribe to the podcast and for more information and resources be sure to check out www.texasmortgageboss.com